Man, we gotta start using Apple Cash. Okay, why? It's so easy and convenient. Apple Cash lives in messages. All right. So I can pay you in the convos we're already having. Not forget a payment or have money sitting somewhere just collecting dust. Oh, that is nice. And then you can use that cash right away and buy stuff like at a store with Apple Pay. I don't have to do all that bank transfer stuff. Nope. It's just right there. Easy, convenient, and secure. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? See how easy that was? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times. Every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Yes, and today's Monday Mini is Samantha's going to go on another rant because she watched something on TikTok and now has to go on another rant. Uh, what, what did we call it? Samantha's TikTok talk. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and by the way, uh, I don't post. I, I'm just the, that person that looks and likes and moves on, typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with TikTok, and if we're, especially if we're talking about content, uh, we are going to talk about a little bit, not too in-depth about specific events, but definitely mention sexual assault, uh, possible a rape, all of those things. So if that is something that you are not willing to even think about, or maybe you're just tired of that drama because there's a lot of it, you might want to pass on. But you know, here we go. There's a lot to take in from so many people, but if you're on the same side of TikTok as I am, then you might have been seeing a lot of drama recently, specifically with two creators who were supposed to be activist creators, and it got it got ugly. Like, people started airing out some things. But one of the big things that came out in this conversation well, two big things, but we're not. Gonna, we're only going to talk one of them. Okay. It's about consent. So, very briefly, it essentially, was two people met up. One person communicated that they wanted to be uh, monogamous. The other one was like, "Well," and then never said anything. They met up, had sex, found out that the other person wasn't being monogamous, and probably was meeting up with other people. The uh, other person who wanted to be monogamous felt betrayed and went on this thing and okay. was very upset and and never fully says anything about being assaulted, but just absolutely the fact that they were crushed and really felt like this type of manipulation was paramount to a bigger betrayal. 
and that had they known, they wouldn't have been as casual or all this. So it kind of came through with us, everybody talking about consent uh, and what does consent mean? And Annie, you and I did a couple of episodes because of books. One was the book Ace, What Sexuality Reveals About Desire, Society, and the Meaning of Sex by Angela Chin, which we talked about uh, consent in a lot of times because of that whole back and forth of like, asexual people, what does that mean? How do they communicate about sexual desires with partners? And how does that need to be seen? So we really went in depth on that one. But also the uh, book on DubCon. I know Mm -hmm. we also talked about that. And I know you talk a lot about it through fan fiction portals. And I think it's a really good conversation to come back on because there was also a comment when we talked about uh, Bridgerton. We had uh, Holly Fry come on and we were talking about her uh, shows with Shondaland and really loving Bridgerton. And we got a comment saying that I cannot believe you would uh, rave about the show. I couldn't listen to it anymore after you said that because it advocates for the rape of men. And I really had a moment of trying to figure out what I was like, what? I didn't know what our listener meant. And you had to explain to me, like, well, there is that scene where the female protagonist, Daphne, felt betrayed because she didn't understand the birds and the bees or how sex and how uh, reproduction work because no one explained it to her. And and we talked about like, wow, yeah, really, if you don't know, this is a a big mystery. And then Mm -hmm. finding it out accidentally and realizing when her husband at the time had said he couldn't have children, that he didn't want children. And she felt misled. And so in order to test her theory, because they don't communicate, no one seems to communicate in any show ever, she tricks him by having him uh, inside her, essentially. So, and and that was what the uh, listener was talking about. And I had to think, I was like, wait, what? Because I really wanted to be immediately dismissive. I was like, eh, that's the misogynist in me. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess, I guess this is that whole conversation of consent. Once again, what, where is the line? And we talk about consent and sexual assault. And even again, still till this day, people truly don't understand that when someone says no, but then allows sex to happen, that's not consent to the point even the victim does not understand that that's not consent. Um, having the fact like people fighting them off, fighting them off, fighting them off, and then just giving up because they're tired, that is assault by the law definition. Now, when we get into conversation about being talked into, meaning they never really say no, but they're not enthusiastic. They're not, they're just, again, you and I've talked about this. I'm like, I invited a person over, kind of changed my mind, but I felt like I couldn't. So I just went along with it because I felt like I couldn't communicate that. So where does that line cross? And this kind of conversation in the same thing in that they wanted to be very explicit in, okay, we're having unprotected sex because I trust that you're being monogamous. And because I feel like we've had these boundaries and we are saying we're going to be in a relationship. Okay. Now, again, one side. There's so many layers to everything, of course. But because they later uh, found out that that was not the case, they felt betrayed. Absolutely. So there's that conversation of, yeah, okay, let's, let's get back to this. Let's get back to this whole conversation. And of course, this also had to do with the bigger conversation of if they're drunk and passed out, they can't consent. If they're drunk and don't even realize where they are, And just because they may be giggling and falling about, 
does not necessarily mean they know what they're doing. And of course, this, we hear the whole, but what if the guy is just as drunk? What if the, uh, you know, is just as drunk? They don't know either. Okay, sure. We can have that conversation too. There's a lot to have this conversation. But when it becomes so placed onto women and them being slut-shamed, that's that other conversation of that, of being solely seen as a bad person in the scenario is the slutty woman, which is oftentimes the narrative of like, okay, let's just... Let's just have a moment where we all literally talk about this. And also, who is pushing whom and who isn't pushing whom? So there's just the bigger level. So I wanted to take a minute to come back to it and also talk about the idea, which, again, Angela Chen did a really good job of talking about enthusiastic consent, the absolute consent, uh, which is that in in this one article, which is with the University of New England uh, Life article, it says... Enthusiastic consent is about ensuring that all parties to sexual acts are enthusiastically consenting to everything that happens. So that's that big kick, everything that happens. This means that you would be participating in sexual acts because you're excited about it, not because you feel pressured to it. Enthusiastic consent gives power to each individual to decide if they want to have sex and how they want to have it. So I felt like that was so important because at this point, We are lacking so much in this conversation and because there's so often the level of this like, but it takes away the romance, the spark, the, you know what? No, no. At this point, I think we need to just start all over for everyone. Unless you truly, truly know each other and you've got this conversation being able to communicate down, like truly communicate, let's just all go under to this sample of enthusiastic uh, consent, which by the way, if you're truly able to communicate, this is the part you're doing already. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Life is busy. There are so many things on your to-do list with so little time to do them. And you're always thinking about others' needs before thinking of your own. Trust me, we understand. Kim Crawford does too. That's why they're inviting you to experience Golden Hour, your chance to reclaim your time and laugh with your favorite people, play your favorite song on repeat, gaze outside your window and daydream about your wildest dreams, 
or celebrate your victories. No matter the moment, you can savor it all with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. As the number one ranked Sauvignon Blanc in the U.S., Kim Crawford has classic aromas of lifted citrus, tropical fruit, and crushed herbs to help you stay in a golden hour state of mind. Because Golden Hour is more than just time, it's whenever you want to savor amazing. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more. That's KimCrawfordWines.com to find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. And I think this is one thing that's been on my mind a lot lately when it comes to this conversation around consent, especially since we did DubCon and it's, which if, if you missed that episode, stands for dubious consent, is that we have so many societal level issues that are making it almost impossible for women especially to truly consent because there's all of these, well, I did it for my safety because I didn't think I would be safe if I said no or he didn't take no for an answer or um, all of these other things that are at play that we are conditioned into, that we were raised with, um, indoctrinated with, that make it really hard to say no if you mean no and for it to matter. And also, yes, for women and a lot of times too. It's like not a good situation at all. And it's, I mean, just the way we pressure people into thinking that sex is something you should want no matter what, and then the, this idea that you can't like really safely say no, I think it's just a huge problem. And I think it's, we're not allowing for consent to exist in a lot of ways. Right. Well, again, this has this whole like narrative that a powerful man takes what they want. So therefore, this is sexy for women. So thinking about like gone with it when. Mm-hmm. Awful book. I know. I know. But it became one of the first things I remember seeing being held as romantic when he sweeps her off her feet after saying no, no, no to him and then having sex, him coming in shyly the next day and her being like, I enjoyed it so much, but I have to act like I'm mad at him and him being so like, yeah, I did something wrong. Yes, he did something wrong. But this narrative that this is what women want is really awful really awful. And then like the whole idea of just, we'll just say no. There's so many things, like you said, women can't say no. Even saying no to dating, to a date, to giving a phone number has become dangerous. And it's become a whole point that people are proving our our point when we say, no, you really, men can't take rejection. And so therefore we try other ways for you to like, ease the blow when it comes to a sexual situation, there's at one point where we feel like it's too far now, we can't say anything, which should never be the case. But again, consent has everything to do with communicating everything. Like y'all need to know your boundaries. So you need to know what you're wanting to do, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. And that's okay. Y'all need to be able to say you are willing to take it that far. Wonderful. You're also willing to say, this is the thing that I don't want to do. So never, never ask me again. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, I shouldn't do something necessarily just to reward you if I don't want to. Like that whole narrative yeah. is so gross. That, that whole like birthday sex and all of this. Like, Transactional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just this whole level. Like, of course, we joke about it and move on. But does that really, is that, it doesn't seem sexy. Maybe it's just me too caught up in the world of being, uh, seeing the trauma. That just doesn't seem sexy. I also want to talk about this point of like, no means no is way too simple. Like people really want to say that, but even that doesn't work. We've seen that in court cases where women can say no, or it actually is defined by law that women who are unconscious are not able to consent. Children under the age of 18 cannot consent. Yet, so many people are being uh, forgiven by law when they push those boundaries. And so many of the victims are being vilified for A, being drunk or being around or wearing a dress. What? Like, there's so many things that this doesn't cover. But yeah, also like being able to communicate. Hey, let's not trick each other and trying to have a baby. That is not consensual. And that is a violation of our trust. So absolutely. There are so many conversations with stuff like that when you miscommunicate. And because the law is so strict, it's also really harmful because we can't say if we feel violated without people jumping down our throats saying that's not what that means, and then automatically assuming that we're saying they broke a law. And of course, there's this whole level, and we're seeing it constantly uh, with actors today or people today being like, this is the victim's fault. Look what she's already done. Look who she is. Or um, that's not rape. That probably pretend like that's rape. Uh, Aziz Ansari. That was a prime case. Like every woman has felt that. And for many women who has allowed that for their lives and really felt like that was actual sex because that's all they knew, they were like, what are you talking about? He didn't do anything wrong. You're just playing a victim. I'm like, no, no, that is a violation. And though he didn't get charged because rape and sexual assault, sexual harassment, stalking, any of those are ridiculously hard to prove in any basis. We know this. It doesn't mean it wasn't wrong. And it doesn't mean she's not valid for feeling violated, which is that bigger conversation. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many... As I said, like if you if you're thinking about like narratives we watch growing up about what romance is and who does the the pursuing and what what does romantic mean, and then a lot of times that script, that very heteronormative script is like man pursues, doesn't listen, woman has to be like coquettish, but actually does want uh the man, which is so toxic because. Yeah, again, you'd say no, and the guy won't believe you. (laughs) Right. Um, And yeah, like, for a long time for me, you know, I did grow up watching these Disney movies or whatever, and I thought that was right, too. Like, I also believed that. I also thought I had to act that way. So it got, like, really murky, and it was definitely not about what I wanted at all, but what I thought was normal in these romantic situations. Absolutely. And I think that's that's that whole ordeal. And th- this also goes for men, because we know we've had people, men, write into our show about they were asexual and how they are seen as lesser of men because they're asexual. Like women, still not acceptable, but a little more accepted 
because there's also the joke of they're not sexual after a certain time. After marriage, they're like, oh, we don't have to have sex as much, which is a whole odd narrative that happens in that way. And I'm like, yeah, some people biologically are like that. Not everyone. Why is this all like all or none? But for men, like we have to be virile and, and like always want to have sex or they're not masculine enough and having that yeah. same conversation and which is again that whole like that's where toxic masculinity is awful and this is just as bad for you as well and this is where feminism is good for everyone for everyone and we should all be able to say yes no maybe yes whatever and not feel like there's judgment based on your sexual performance your sexual desires or your sexual uh needs like there there any of that whether it is high low in between whatever and again but this also does include, which was this narrative of following through and communicating and not lying about things. Mm-hmm. That takes away consent when you're trying to deceive and manipulate people. Yeah, because you can't make an informed decision. Right. And I think that's another, like, this, it's so complicated because there's so much stuff at play here, but that's another piece of it is here in the U.S., I mean, sex education is dismal if it exists at all. So we're going in as young folks without like the tools to understand a lot of times. Right. We're, we're basing it off of, yes, these m- movies we've seen. Or, or we see like how people reacted to the whole disease and sorry thing. We're like, oh, well, I could never be like her. or I could never speak up. Or, like we're seeing that. And it's just this toxic soup of things that are not giving us the space to make healthy enthusiastic, consensual decisions a lot of times. And we have to unlearn all that stuff. And unfortunately, for a lot of us, we do it when we're older and we realize and probably have already been in some situations that we did not want to be in. Right. And that's the problem. Um, but I will say, it is videos like these, even though it's dramatic and a lot. Uh, and But it does open up to conversations. And I think it's important that we have that. Again, TikTok is catering to a lot of younger generations. Uh, I think Instagram has become the new Facebook and Facebook is becoming obsolete, whereas Instagram (laughs) is the older generation chilling there. And then uh, TikTok is like the new young fun thing, which I'm there. (laughs) But yeah, Uh but I think that these conversations are so important where we can learn and educate and hopefully young people can can understand what this is. Of course, it also spreads a lot of toxicity in there and I hope that it gets called out. And and also uh, soon we'll talk about the FBI report calling pretty much incels a new terrorist group or a terrorist group. And this the same level of toxic masculinity when we talk about incels and we had that episode before when we talk about the fact that they feel like they are owed sex and when yep. it's withheld, they are have the right to become violent, which is, again, this narrative that has really created harmful, harmful connotations and dangerous situations for so many people. But, yeah, we need to start with people who learn some and continue to learn more. So now that we've kind of like, yeah, informed consent, enthusiastic consent, let's go one step further, y'all. Let's keep going. Mm-hmm. And I will say, because I have to bring up fan fiction in every episode that's in my contract, it is nice to see there are plenty of areas, as we discussed in DubCon, that are very, they're still toxic and bad. But a lot of things I've read, because I've grown up with this, People are embracing the like enthusiastic consent at every step, like at every just touching. Like I'm, and I'm very that makes me very happy because that was not the case when I was reading fan fiction in middle school. That was not a thing. So I am happy that we're having 
These conversations in a variety of spaces, I still think we really need to... <laughs> Sex education is so important. And some people get it, you know, from family members or guardians or something. A lot of us don't. Or a lot of us don't get it until it's way too late. Because I'm basically what I'm saying is I sh- we shouldn't have to depend on fan fiction and TikTok for this. But I am glad right. that those are happening. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> well, um, if you have any thoughts about all of this, listeners, uh, please let us know. You can email us at stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff Mom Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. Yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Mom Never Told You is a production of iHeart. Radio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This podcast is brought to you by Kim Crawford Wines. Kim Crawford invites you to savor amazing with a chilled glass of New Zealand's finest. Named in the Wine Spectator Top 100 list four times, every sip of Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc is filled with tropical fruit flavors like passion fruit and citrus to help you experience golden hour how you see fit. Visit KimCrawfordWines.com to learn more and find Kim Crawford Wine near you. Savor amazing. For those 21 and over, please savor responsibly. Constellation Imports, Rutherford, California. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.